it depends how you look at technology. For the most part, if you use it for good, it's great, yeah. like anything else. But I, I've seen it affect relationships in such a negative aspect. Faith and Failures Podcast. Two broken people with major trauma, and we had uh, to own our own junk and heal so we could so we could fight for our marriage. That's important. To- it is. And you know, on top of it, when you own your own junk, you know, everyone comes in with baggage. And I always tell people, first thing you got to do is you got to unpack that suitcase. No matter what it looks like, you got to throw it out there and you got to own it. This is mine. But once it's out there and you own it, you got to approach it together. If you if you look at a, an argument or a fight, I know exactly what to say to win. I can win in about three seconds. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's almost like a tug of war. We're trying to win, so we're pulling it towards us. We're trying to push the problem on them. What happens if we take the problem and we remove it from between us, put it on shelf and approach it together? Because then you're looking for a resolution. You're not trying to... That's the key, resolution right there. And there's even been times when I've told couples, write the problem down on a sticky note and put it on a glass in the middle of the table and look at it as you talk. Because then you're focused on the problem and not focused on who owns it. Yeah, kind of become a team looking yeah, at because something. When you're, when you're in a relationship, you know, I, I told you I'm a combat vet, so I, I say had PTSD. People say don't go away, but grace of God, it's gone. But with that... That affected Lori. Yeah. So even though it was my diagnosis, it was our problem. Yeah. So let's throw that in between us and work on it together. That's good. Yeah, and you constantly keep it in between you. You're always facing opposite mm-hmm. each other. And that's, that's good. I like that. So let's see. Another comment. Jeff and I had a long talk before we got married. We decided to uh, we weren't getting married to get divorced. This was it for both of us. My first, his second crockpot marriage <laughs> not a microwave marriage it's good so remember um i'm going to steal this from my wife you can either fight for your marriage or fight through a divorce yeah either way it's a fight yeah you just choose which one in divorce i mean there are custodial parents i guess some would consider that winning but there's no winners especially if kids are involved and truly are you ever divorced you're tied to that person for the rest, rest of, of your life mm-hmm. yep so let's go on to uh, technology and modern marriage. So has technology, oh, we got a lot of AI right now. Are you solving problems with AI yet? Or? <laughs> no, I've, I'm, I'm old, so. Old school. Old school. Has the technology affected the kinds of issues that you see from what, say, 15, 20 years ago to now? People need to know what a digital footprint is, number one. Of course, you got the porn. All right, that's, that's yeah. a given. Every, every answer is going to end up with porn. Digital footprint. So how many times do young people take pictures or videos and send them to their significant other and next thing you know, it's all over the internet. So you got that aspect. The other thing is, is and I'm not going to say I'm for or against it, but how many people start the relationship online? Swipe left, swipe white. I've heard a lot of that. Like even on the, uh, what was a super popular World of Warcraft? Okay. I've heard, I worked with the guy at Walmart. His wife played that game all the time. Met somebody on there that she did not really know and left him and moved to where he was at because of that game. Yep. So it, it's... Are you kidding me? It, it is so easy to have an emotional affair, yeah, which turns into a physical affair, which I, I think, you know, technology is great. So let, let's flip it around. There's two apps that I love, Intimately and I actually have, I'm, I'm trying to find it here. Hold on here. Social media... By the time I find it, she's going to say what it is. It's intimately us and just between us, okay? They're actually challenges 
One of them is an encrypted thing. You can flirt back and forth. Those are positive things with it. Yeah. So it depends how you look at technology. For the most part, if you use it for good, it's great. Yeah. Like anything else. But I, I've seen it affect relationships in such a negative aspect. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, my first marriage, one of the downfalls on my part was I had a, a YouTube channel and I would record myself singing. I wasn't really saved then, go to church like once every six months. And it got some traction. And so what happens when you get traction? You get tracked. And women talk to you, send you little messages and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting all this attention. What's going on? You know, stupid stuff. But that wouldn't have been available if it wasn't yeah. for the technology aspect of it. I think Facebook and Instagram, for one, it, it it's kind of the soft porn of our everyday life. It's not graphic, but it's just enough to lure us in to, to make us want more or to talk to somebody because of what they're posted on there. And that's I, I, I went and kind of filtered through Instagram stuff, people that I knew, but was posting provocative whatever because they had a nice body and they weren't ashamed of it. I'd go and unfollow them. I said, I don't care. My, my relationship with that woman on that wall over there is more important to me that my eyes stay only for her and that they don't wander off. Because, I mean, like even Jesus said, if you look upon a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery. Are you actually doing it? No. But if you allow that to take root in your heart and your mind, it's going to build. It will end up coming out somewhere along the way, and you'll leave a wake of bodies and a marriage. That And, and that that's the thing. All it takes is, is to be in a slump once when you get that, oh, yeah. I love your music. You're so cute. Yeah. It's like, you know, nothing's meant to be there, but next thing you know, what's happening? Yeah. And it's weird. So kind of, I know technology and modern marriage, but have you, how many times have you counseled someone who has stepped outside of the marriage? Do they come to you at that point or is that kind of already too far gone? No, I've got a few of them that I, I still. Is a lot of, besides the technology part of it, is a lot of stepping outside of the marriage have to do with proximity? No. No? No. Like what I'm thinking in my head, like. Geographically divorced, like Middle someone East, who's in the military, someone who is friends with someone at work, and they be, they build a relationship. Yes, yes. Okay, that's what I, I meant. thought you yeah. had proximity, like distance. Oh no, no, like no. like an affair. I can't say never. An affair usually doesn't start with the intent of hooking up. Right. It usually starts with the intimacy, the the communication, the the things like that. I've oftentimes seen and people evolve get in that predicament because someone gave them attention and was the ear or the shoulder that their spouse would not be to them anymore because they stopped trying because they they quit trying to date their spouse they quit trying to pretty themselves up to actually put forth the number yeah and that's think about it when you when you wanted to date jesse i'm no enough for your story you were you were like total pursuit yeah she can't go tell me no she still don't yeah it it was like (laughs) what you don't like my haircut give me five minutes you know are you like this and when I found out she didn't like my big beard because somebody accidentally cut it off, it's you can see it's never it's never been back. It's constant pursuit. And if people understand that, you know, if Lori would walk by me and I didn't say something or slap something or touch <laughs> something, she'd probably go, what's, what's wrong? Did I do something wrong? Because I love my wife and everything about it. So I pursue her constantly. Yeah. You know, people have heard, well, women are like crockpots and men are like gas. And no, dude, if you're pursuing your wife constantly... You've been heating it up. There's no, there's no warm up period. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing it the whole time, and that's the game. <laughs> you know, I always say my my best trick in the world is to sit there and flirt with her all day and tell her all this stuff that's going to happen. 
then fall asleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mess with Jesse all the time because she's she's the one. Which women are like this? They want to relax. They want to to get in the mood, mm-hmm. take a bath or a massage or whatever. And but she's that person that it's like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm a morning person. I want to wake up. I'm fresh. I'm renewed. Let's go. And we have to really communicate and be intentional with our relationship. Well, you're gonna have baby pretty quick, so you're gonna look at your your schedule, and you're gonna see Jesse written on your schedule, and you're gonna say, "What's this about?" Just go home. I've heard that. I've heard putting it on the calendar helps. I stay regular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be fun. Faith and Failures podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.